For Thursday, July 29, 2010, this is the New York Times Audio Digest, presented by Audible. Here's what's making news on the front page this morning. Pentagon study leaks risks to Afghans. Congress is rethinking its ban on Internet gambling, and Arizona is blocked from enforcing parts of its immigration law. In today's national headlines, Arizona morgue crowded by border crossers, Inquiry clears New York Governor Patterson of criminal acts, and crews step up their work to contain an oil spill in a Midwest river. In today's business headlines, job subsidies benefit private employers, too. Russia moves to sell off stakes in state companies, and Fed's report shows slowing U.S. economic growth. There will be more business stories along with more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Nicholas Kristof. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is titled, Pentagon Studies Leaks Risks to Afghans, reported by Eric Schmidt and Charlie Savage. The Pentagon is reviewing tens of thousands of classified battlefield reports made public this week about the war in Afghanistan to determine whether Afghan informants were identified and could be at risk of reprisals, American officials said Wednesday. A Pentagon spokesman, Colonel David Lapan, said that a Pentagon assessment team had not yet drawn any conclusions, but that in general the naming of individuals could cause potential problems, both to their physical safety or willingness to continue support to coalition forces or the Afghan government. A search by the New York Times through a sampling of the documents released by the organization WikiLeaks found reports that gave the names of dozens of Afghans credited with providing credible information to American and NATO troops. The founder of WikiLeaks, Julian Assange, has said that the organization withheld 15,000 of the approximately 92,000 documents in the archive that was released on Sunday to remove the names of informants in what he called a harm minimization process. But the 75,000 documents WikiLeaks put online provide information about possible informants, like their villages and in some cases their fathers' names. Asked on NBC's Today show on Wednesday if the killing of an Afghan as a result of the WikiLeaks disclosure would be considered collateral damage, in his efforts to make details of the war public, Assange said, if we had in fact made that mistake, then of course that would be something that we would take very seriously. National security officials, meanwhile, are worried that the attention WikiLeaks has received in the past week has elevated its profile and could be used to entice disgruntled officials to send classified information to its website, which solicits classified, censored, or otherwise restricted material of political, diplomatic, or ethical significance, and asserts that submitting confidential material to WikiLeaks is safe, easy, and protected by law. One U.S. official, speaking on the condition of anonymity, said that government lawyers were exploring whether WikiLeaks and Assange could be charged with a crime. One question, some lawyers say, is whether they could be charged with inducing or serving as co-conspirators in violations of the Espionage Act, a 1917 law that prohibits the unauthorized disclosure of national security information. Susan Buckley, a partner at the law firm Cahill, Gordon & Rindell, who specializes in communications law, said the Espionage Act had rarely been used and so there were few guidelines for how such a novel case would play out, like if it would apply to a foreigner. It would also be highly unusual to use the law to go after the recipient and disseminator of a leak, rather than just the person who provided the information. Assange has not said where he obtained the documents.